0: Welcome back to another episode of the Social Distance Podcast. It's football fever in Australia. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Jonesy's pride in the Socceroos. we we'll talk about tactics in cycling. What, what are some of the masterclass tactics that George and I have been involved in in bike races in the past? Quite interesting, actually. Uh, knee awesome warmer beginner. injuries. Western United Football Club. Jonesy's new doco. Getting your house keys locked inside. It's all on the show. Like, share, Subscribe. Let's, let's just run the intro and wing it like we always do
1: and see what comes out of it. Uh,
0: let's get ready to rumble! Front mm. right kick! It's getting pulled in basketball court. My radar's going pretty hard at the moment, I think. We
1: should... Will you shut, shut up, man? Listen.
0: That escalated quickly. Oh,
2: We're going to need to get some more
0: qualified guests on this, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> All hell broke loose in Federation Square last night. Oh, Jonesy, my. 3.30 in the morning.
1: Spew and I didn't go. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, I should go down and see that. And then I got CBF at the last minute because it's 2 a.m. We're obviously talking about the World Cup and Federation Square is a big like open air where you can watch the game. And it was just mayhem. 8,000 people, flares. Because there's always the element where you go, fuck, if we get rolled and bad, like if we lose 4-0, it's just going to be like, oh, why did I bother? But shit, man, we won 1-0 and it's just absolute scenes. Australia's absolutely fizzing at the moment. I've dusted off the old 2014 Socceroos shirt. You can see George is up and about. It's all happening.
2: Yeah, I, just, I was just thinking about the potential for 8,000 Bogans, if you did lose, to then just turn on each other and turn into like a Woodstock 99 situation. I just feel oh, like yeah. that's a real
0: Australian thing to do. Well, it wasn't far off in Belgium. When, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. When Morocco beat Belgium <clears throat> the other day, it just... And was it in Brussels? I think it was. It just went nuts. Yeah. All the... Just riots, cars getting burnt, windows getting smashed. It's, it's really? what, Football what's is an the, unbelievable what's sport. Of, eh? What is the like, point of
1: that, though? Like, burning a car when you get rolled, like, what, what's that do? I don't...
0: Like.
2: I put that in the same bracket as the Catalan protesters, who were just... Hmm. Like, obviously not all Catalan protesters, but the the... 19-year-olds that didn't actually give a shit about anything about politics and just wanted to burn rubbish bins. So they're like, right, we're going to go and fucking burn our own rubbish bins. Realizing that they are then paying for those rubbish bins to be... Like, it's such an own goal, no, especially in football. No one, it's like... no one's ever changed
1: <laughs> policy going, listen, we were thinking about giving you independence and we were dead against it. But then we saw 80 rubbish bins got burnt. We thought, yep, okay. Yeah. We need to make a change. That was the I, exciting yeah. moment. We
2: were shit at football until... Yeah, but we saw there's a good body count on the cars last night, and the boys mm. have had a talk in the changing rooms. We're really going to turn this around. Yeah.
0: We're really going to yeah. go out
2: there and start trying tomorrow because you rode off, you smashed fifteen shop windows. Yeah, I
0: um, I had this conversation with someone once. I don't know if it was you, George, but I don't think it was about <clears throat> like in New Zealand. Obviously, rugby is our biggest sport, you know. And, and <clears throat> to be fair, when the All Blacks in the World Cup final or something, which doesn't always happen. It might not happen in the next one, but when it does happen, I would say two thirds of our country tune into it on TV, like it's huge. But I feel like we kind of lack passion. Like I reckon New Zealand. Oh, is yeah, we're a real whole... missionary supporters. Yeah, we're real missionary. We don't really have like we we all get on and say All Blacks, All Blacks, and America's Cup. We do all these campaigns, buy your red socks, and Dave Dobbin write some fucking punishing, wounding song that we have to listen through for decades afterwards. And the whole country gets behind it. But if we lose, it's kind of like, uh, ah. But even when we win, like, look, think of our chants, right? Think of the all, like,
2: I think it's because we have a real aging, uh, like, supporters population. We look at, like, the All Blacks chant, right? It's just like, All Blacks. Like, do you want to suck the life out of it anymore? Like, fuck me. Like, it's trying to create an atmosphere. And it's just like, that's that's the best I can come up with saying just, the name of the team very slowly, like droning on it. Yeah, sweet chant. Jeez, I listen to a song go.
0: with like real low BPM and trying to get yeah, it like yeah, a like session done or something. Like, exactly. But it's, it's, it's like like football fans are passionate in both directions. Win or lose, it's, there is like, okay, the riots are maybe a little bit too far, but the passion, you can see it. Like Australia, an underdog and like a, a small team that scraped their way into the World Cup, probably going to get knocked out against Argentina, but they've gone to the knockout rounds. And it's, it's soccer, football is not huge in Australia, but it's big enough that the small people in Aussie who are rules of oh, yeah. go to Federation Square, let off flares, and thousands and thousands of people. Well, that wouldn't happen if we won the Rugby World Cup. Nah. I and I'd like give me,
2: give me a few like, burnt cars, you know, as, a, as a risk versus reward situation, give me a few burnt cars and chopped windows over missionary position mm. um 50 year olds. You yeah. know, like that's that's my if I had to choose, I would, I would sacrifice my car. Well
0: to, the next thing you know, like, the next I thing from missionary, missionary is drives. like no more love making. You know you've got to you've got to yeah. spice it up. Like that's the well, next thing that happens mm. We stop supporting. I
1: always wondered like with the flares, where do you get flares? Aren't they like fishing shops? Like if you're a young <laughs> no, bloke no, in added ass <laughs> tracksuits and you go and you go yeah, just three flares, mate. And then he looks at you and like, oh, "I had a pack of blue bait, <laughs> like,
0: yeah, you know, just and to you, cover it." You got an Aussie like you got big... shirt on and a scarf wrapped around your neck. You like yeah. Yeah, a few, couple of flares, mate. Yeah. yeah. I was just going um, out in the bay.
2: I was in the supermarket the other day, and because uh, it's getting cold here, and I I can't really water leg warmers at the moment because it's um it's it's cold. But I've I've got. Like just like knee warmers and leg warmers give me a little knee niggle, so I have to like. So I was like, "Oh, I need to come up with a better way instead of wearing leg warmers." So I went and bought some Vaseline. So like, oh, I need some Vaseline. So I popped down, Saturday afternoon, popped down, got a tub of Vaseline and a bottle of wine, and just went and checked it out. <laughs> and the lady just looked at me and goes, "So just just gave me like looked at what I was wearing, rolled down the thing, just looked up at me, and just looked back down, and she was like." Uh, that's twenty euros. Thanks. <laughs> you buy one of for me, I'm also well got some DOMS in there as well. <laughs> DOMS lube and wine.
0: <laughs> um, <sighs> it's the knee warmer thing. I just wanted like quickly go into that. This sounds ridiculous, and this is a trick for young players out there, for bike riders out there in the winter. It might be hard to believe, and it maybe it's a it's evidence of how delicate professional bike riders are. But this is true, that when you start training again after the preseason, you've had a month off, so everything's kind of tightened up, and you, you're like a little bit, you're at a higher risk of injury at the start of your preseason because you're not quite as fit, you're not quite as conditioned. That's why you ease into it. It's not happened to just one. George's got a little niggle at the moment. It's happened to me. It's happened to multiple other people. When you wear leg warmers in that situation, because of the the how tight they are, it can pull your knee a little bit out of a line. And you can get a knee niggle. It's hard yeah, to it's believe. it's like a
2: tracking thing. And yeah. I even remember thinking, oh, because I, I used to have years of knee trouble years ago, and I haven't had any knee trouble for five, six years. And I remember putting this knee warmer on because it was cold, and I was like, oh, it's pretty tight, but that nah, should be fine. And by the end of the ride, I could just feel it. Like, I don't have a knee injury. I'm still training. Mm. But it's just pissing me off, you know? I just feel, always feel something, start peeling more in my other leg. And I started talking around, and people were like, ah, I'm taking down my knee warmers. And it like, knee warmers have a good palmaris like mm. a big body count from knee warmers and then i started noticing that like i remember i watched a race i think it was victor campenarts riding around with his leg warmers on but he had the knees cut out and someone going like oh isn't it the whole point warm your knees it's like well no leg warmers mate mm. Change the you know change the pronoun and it was like it was like the the amount of people i've since who have gone oh you're wearing, you know, because you know, I've cut knee warmers in half. So I've just got like a little leg tube. And the amount of people that's gone, oh, knee warmer injury. Yeah, had one of them a few years ago. And it's like, we can crash into a railing at 80K an hour and be like, well, shit, that was close. A few scrapes. Put a knee warmer on, I'm six months out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Jonesy, when you get going this winter on the bike, no oh, yeah. knee warmers.
1: Yeah, I try yeah. it. Anyway, notes.
0: back
2: to the, the 8,000 Bogans at Federation Square.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, mate, I mean, it's no. just oh, it's just absolute scenes. Like, but they were, the shit thing about Australia in general, the international sport, is the times. And you same with New Zealand, like the game started at two a.m. and that's right in the guts of what do I do. Do I have a sleep or stay all the way through and just be mm. cooked for three or four days? I opted for the sleep, so I shut it down like you know eleven thirty. But then when I woke up, I was like in that deep sleep. So I was all disorientated. It took me about 20 minutes to get into it. But then when we scored, I was just like in fucking shock. Like just – I haven't felt like that watching a sporting event in a long time where you're just like, hold on, hold on. And then when they fucking got the chocolates, I was just like spewing because I was like, oh, no, nah, social media is going to light up. Like all the threads are going to start coming through of all the Bogans going shit, And it was like way bigger than what I thought. And I was just – kicking myself. So I'm definitely going to go on Sunday and I'll shoot some vision for the potty.
2: We'll just post it on socials. I'll do like an underground um, representative. I watched you guys start up against the French and I got pretty excited about that. And then,
1: Oh yeah. Then it just went to shit. And then mm. it's the old example. When a team qualifies, they put their B team in. So when they are going, Oh no, it's all good. All we need to do is draw and win and we're through and we're going, yeah, but hang on. What if uh, Tunisia beats France? And they go, no, nah, they won't, they won't beat them. And then they put nine shipment in like their reserve, which is still fucking good, good players. Mm. And of course, Tunisia wins. So then we're like, oh no, now we have to win. We're fucked. And then pulls mm. that goal out of the out of the box. Lecky, fuck it, unbelievable.
0: I remember when he, the Kiwis were in the World Cup
2: and yeah. we didn't lose a game. Yeah, true, Yeah, game.
0: we were the only unbeaten side. Eh? We nearly went through because we were one nil up against Italy, and they scored in the like the ninetieth minute or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. So what's the situation at the moment? What talk me through this? What's going on with FIFA China, with fair play? I I'm confused.
0: Yeah. So, so in the pool, pool rounds, obviously you have to separate. At a certain point, you might have to separate a team or two teams because on the same point. So this this nearly happened. It didn't. It didn't happen in the end. But Mexico are up two nil against. Saudi Arabia and if they had won that game 2-0 they would have gone to the same points as um who did I say before the show
1: Saudi Arabia
0: no as um Poland Poland they would have gone to the same points as Poland so they would have had both had four points each and then so then it goes okay how do we separate them goal difference they would have had the exact same goal difference plus two okay how do you separate them then Most yellow cards. Whoever has the most yellow cards in the pool rounds gets flicked. Imagine, imagine getting flicked from the World Cup because you had one more yellow card. And you know, in football, they fucking hand yellow Mm. cards out like candy. Mm. Yeah,
2: yellow card isn't even a. That's not even off. That's just like don't do it again, kind of thing.
0: Mm. Well, you can do it again, just don't do it two two more times. (laughs) (laughs) But but
1: (laughs) there's not many sports where you can openly touch the referee as much as they do in soccer. Like, how many no. times do you see when they don't agree with the decision? They go up and they plead and they touch the ref and that. Mate, you do that yeah, in the it, It's like
2: this thing. Eh? Yeah. It's a real, like...
1: But again, like, I've it's... never seen a player go up, touch, and plead his case. But it's more of a fondle. Goes, it's more dead, of, like, right? a fondle, I'll, sizing I'll, them up. Yeah, I'll reverse the decision because that was a fucking good point, you mate. Yeah, overruled. It's never happened. Like, <laughs>
2: no. It brings you it to me to, like, think of, like, the stupidest tie breaks in sport. Like cricket, for example, World Cup, T20 World Cup, it's just yeah. net run rate. But, and then, then you it starts influencing the games because people start thinking there's a real good chance we're going to be drawn here. So they need, a, they need to get a huge net run rate up. But like in cycling, you have the stupid one where it's like um, overall positions. So net, what would you call it? Net, posi- mm. net position. So basically, like in Tour Down Under, it's always a real big one because there's normally like... In traditional Tour Down Under, after Corkscrew, pretty much everyone arrives together. One guy will get – so the first, second, third normally have a stage win to their name, and then Walunga that would normally arrive in two groups, you know, Richie Port group, and then a group of about eight of us all together. So you have to work out, like, either you need to go pick up an intermediate sprint or you need to have got a placing on a stage. So normally the first five are maybe separated by one or two seconds. And then from like six to twelve is often all the same time, and the only way they they like split them up or they rank them is like overall position. So every position from every stage added up, and who's got the smallest total. But then you end up in this crazy situation where it's like um, you have GC guys trying to be top thirty in bunch sprints because they don't want to get like a fiftieth. So even though it makes zero difference to GC, you think, why the hell is this guy sprinting? Well, he's trying to get his net net run rate essentially down. So it, you've it, got like,
0: yeah, a good example of that, which was the first time I kind of cottoned onto this rule, was when Simon Gerens had the yellow jersey in in Green Edge in 2012 was it? 2012, yeah. yeah, 13, and then Daryl Impey took it off Simon Gerens. and they were they were on the exact same <clears throat> time. And then it was a bunch sprint, and Daryl Impey crossed the line in front of Gero by, you know, five, ten places. So he got the yellow jersey, even though they finished on the exact same time. Like I was was like, how does that work? Like, I thought it was just the winner, and then everybody was just, yeah, you got a stage place, obviously. But the time, because obviously GC's done on time, the time hasn't changed. But because he was in front of him, he got the yellow jersey. It It took me ages to work that out.
2: Do you know one of the best tactical things I've seen, which I was the victim of, was in this when, a situation like this? When you dropped
1: that guy in that New Zealand race,
2: when he crashed. Oh, when he crashed, yeah, <laughs> tactically it was great. It was like, I attacked this guy when he crashed. <laughs> no, it's three episodes out under. of that now. That's Can't good. chase me on the
0: ground, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unwritten rules. So,
2: <laughs> um. So the The situation was it was the last day down under, and it used to be a crit, and it was like I had an insurmountable lead. In the I think we were battling for like tenth. I was tenth in this. I think it was Ruben Guerrero, maybe was eleventh, and um, the there's no way he could pass me on bunch on, on being high in position unless I completely shat the bread and finished like you know hundredth in the sprint. So what he did is he got up the road in this break and. No one would let him, no one would let the break stay away for, um, no, no, sorry. I've got completely wrong. He had three guys up in the breakaway. So three guys were in the break and they were going to take the bonus seconds. And he was in the bunch. And the three guys were going to go first, second, third on the intermediate sprint. So I didn't worry. Oh, the, the bonus seconds are gone. Don't need to worry about anyone sprinting for them. And then suddenly like 300 meters before the, he had a teammate in that group of three. And about 300 meters before the intermediate sprint, he just takes off. And I'm thinking, what an idiot. Like, does he not know that the three guys are up the road and they're going to take the bonus sprints? Come around the corner just before the sprint line and see that his teammate has just pulled over. So there was oh. only two guys up the road. And his teammates just pulled over. So suddenly there's one second available. And his teammates like it? faked a puncture or something. And I've just seen the guy on the side of the road, and it took me a second to compute to go, "Oh fuck, that was the guy that was in the breakaway," and this guy's just snaked the second, taking my top ten off. Me. You've got to pay that. That's that's
1: brilliant chess. I yeah. was
2: furious, and I was impressed. I was like, "Who's who's that coming from? The team car,
0: or yeah?" the, the you've, you've... stop and wait, the stop and wait tactic, it, it had like a real, <laughs> it had like a real twilight period in cycling. eh? Like, remember yeah. when we, the Welter. Yeah, the Welter, when we had Chavez was fourth on GC and he was like 45 seconds oh, behind yeah. Contador, stage 20. And it's it was a match top finish.
1: Greatest tactical stage I ever saw
0: in my
2: time at Green Edge. Yeah. By that frame. was awesome.
0: Stage 20 of Welter, it's happened a lot, the stop tactic. Yeah. And we, we got, we lit it up at the bottom of this climb. It was like not really crosswinds, but it was enough to like make it really hard. I think it was kind of spinning a little bit, but it was super, super hard coming to this climb with like, 40k to go. The third to last climb. No, second to this last climb six... finish, This
2: climb just finished up Colder Rats this stage. <clears throat> yeah. Up, 60k up
0: to go. The, no, up Colder, um, Colder Yoss maybe or something.
1: Colder fucking hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Colder fucking and, um, hard. And you you finished 10th in that, 10th overall that yep. year, eh, that, from that yep. stage. Um, so Esteban attacked when it was really hard at the bottom of this climb, like 45k to go. And Contador was like, ah. Good luck, mate. You know, there was a group up the road, 15 guys up the road at like five minutes or something. So he was just in no man's land. But we had Damien Housen in the break and we just made him stop. Like he literally, he got off his bike and mm-hmm. had a stretch. He was waiting at the top of the climb for like four or five minutes until Esteban came and then just started riding again and just ripped it. Well, Absolutely there's a few there's a few
1: dramas in there when steve was going, did he stop? He goes, no, nah, he's sort of riding slow he goes, I fucking asked him to stop. <laughs> and I was in the car and I was shitting myself because Stevo is – like that vein in his head was about to burst. And it got to the point where he couldn't even talk to Mac who was in car too. He like handed me the radio. What the like, fuck, what do you want me to do? Talk to him. <laughs> and so I just like in my nicest voice goes, uh, yeah, Mac, can you please ask David to stop? Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> like – and oh then, mate, it was fucking heated.
0: And then the best was then like cause Mac because Steve heard obviously said to, to Mac in the other car that tell Damo to stop. So he's you know like Chinese whispers let's it yeah, yeah. it's gone like wait Damo we need you yeah. to wait So he's just riding really really slow And then he's like has he stopped? No I told him I need him <laughs> to fucking stop <laughs> So then yeah. and then like Damo do like track stands but he still clipped them as he clipped them yeah. 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 yeah So then he gave the thing to to Jonesy, he's like, and they're just recording backstage, passing the car. He's like, "Yeah, Mecca, um, just um, ask him to stop, mate, please." So then he's like, and then he comes on the radio, like, "Okay, he stopped. He's waiting at the top of the climb." And then it's like, and then you're like, "Thanks, mate." And then like <laughs> yeah. five minutes, then like five minutes later, Steveo grabs the radio and goes, "Hey, Mecca, um, sorry I lost my call cool there, mate." <laughs> yeah, yes, sorry, things got a bit heated there, mate. Yeah, good on you, mate. Like it's all good.
1: But, mate, that turn that Damo... So then, obviously, Damo stopped, but they've got to make up a minute and 30 to Contador. So, Damo, it's like, okay, you've had your little break. Fucking gas it, mate. And he absolutely railed it down the descent, pulled time. I think there was like 25, 30 seconds, pulled it to a minute 30. And then when Damo had to switch off, fuck, man, I thought he was going to drop dead. Like, I've mm-hmm. never seen a guy more cooked than when he peeled off to let Esteban go. It was oh, incredible. mate, when we came
2: past him... He was just stopped on the side of the road. He wasn't even. He he just gotten off the oh, bike.
1: Yeah, he was, I was absolutely like, fried. <laughs> he,
2: just, he just parked on the side of the road, he was just sitting there. But, oh, and
1: know. then, and then you had Yatesy <laughs> trying to disrail the saxo train. Remember?
0: They, yeah, Yatesy played that. They played that real That was this is this is why, like tactically, it was it was such a good stage. Like Stevo, the bike riders had to put to do with it, but Steve-O really nailed it this day. So we had Simon Yates who was fifth on GC or sixth on GC, I think, and Talansky was fifth on GC. But they were really close. So then it got to the last climb, and Contador had no teammates left except um, Sergio Paolino. The, um, oh, no, it might have uh, been someone else. Trovimov. Anyway, he, Trovimov. Trovimov. Trofimov, Trofimov. So he was just riding keep on, Trof- Trof- on this climb to try to keep Esteban close or, you know, or catch him or whatever. But all we had to do was get rid of Trovimov, and then Contador had no teammates. So Steve was just like, Yates, just start fucking attacking, mate, because Talansky's going to chase you he doesn't want to lose fifth on GC. So on the TV, it looked like, what the hell is Greenwich doing? A why, dog. Is, why is Simon Yates attacking when his teammates up the road are trying to get him onto third on the GC? But actually, it was the perfect tactic because Yates just attacked enough times that Talansky Chase had eventually dropped him off, just went boom, dropped out the ass. And then console had no teammates and then Yates he was just like, all right, now I'm not attacking anymore. And then Consul had to do everything and they couldn't catch him.
1: I, you know. I've, I've got a question for you, um, they're all talking about this is obviously back to the soccer because I'm very excited, but they're saying that the reason why they're performing a, a butt, like out of their skin is because of the chemistry above the shoulders. Like, this is a on the paper, there's not a champion team, but it's a team of champion. No, no the other way around champion team, but not a team of, champions. of champions. Yeah,
2: and then you look <laughs> it's at a how they of champignons. I had a, I had a, I had a wait, I'm just going to pause it there. A great joke, I thought. I was great. Like, what do you call a, um, a plate of mushrooms at nine a.m.?
1: Breakfast of champions. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> 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 oh, I'll play that. that one. But right. what Sorry, intrigued champion. me is, does that same thing apply in cycling? Like in football, if you just get everyone to buy into this culture, where it's like, yeah, no, you know band of brothers and all that sort of stuff in cycling does it have the same effect like what happens above your shoulders
2: i think so because you've got to hurt for somebody else and there's like there's an element of like all right i'll do my job for this guy and i'll be a professional and it also makes me look good doing a hard job but if he's an absolute knob because it's a bizarre here's the bizarre um should i've lost my words this morning mate um,
1: you need a breakfast of champignons.
2: I need a breakfast of champignons. It's um, like a catch 22. It's a, it's a. So let's say you've got a guy. Let's put it in my situation, right? You've got a guy who's slightly better than you or is perceived as better than you or whatever. And as the leader, and you're the, the last guy in the mountains, you're the domestique. And you ride for this guy and you do a great job and you help this guy you elevate this guy's status by getting him a great result. I don't know, maybe he help him win a race, you help him get a podium in here, whatever. And what you're actually doing, the better job you do for this guy, although you're going, right, I'm proving myself as doing a good job here, you're also cementing the hierarchy. You're also going, this guy, by helping this guy, I'm therefore elevating him even further because he's doing a good job. He's going, right, well, this guy won this race, so... The next race, he's also going to be the leader. And you did a good job as a domestic. So what I mean is like, you have to really, if, if, if you really like a guy and you go, oh, I don't care if this guy, you know, I'm elevating this guy. You'll, you'll be able to find an extra gear. you have got to find, go a bit deeper as opposed to being like, this guy's an absolute knob, but I'm a professional cyclist. So I'll do my job. And you might think you've hurt yourself as much as you could. But if it's one of your boys, if it's like a guy, you you know, you die for out there. Like Damo did for, for Easter you'll find you'll find another five minutes of pulling, or you'll find another 20 watts, you'll find something, you know? Because it's like if you des- desire for a result is is worth so much more than just like, oh, I can handle this much pain.
1: Who who's the best you saw it doing that, Bills, in terms of getting people to buy into,
0: yeah, I'm gonna rip a left nut for this guy? Um I don't know. The best I saw. I think it was like, and in Green Edge, and those, especially in those early years, it was like a real collective thing. It was kind of mm. like, um, like this one had a
1: good knack. He had a good knack at that. Yeah.
0: Well, he was lovable. You know, he is lovable. I should say. Yeah. And <laughs> what <Whatever>. happened? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he used to be a real it lovable. Was. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he he because he he was he developed relationships with people when he was genuine and he looked after his he looked after his own. You know. And um, I, I, all the leaders that I've had in, in Greenwich, the so Yates boys were the same. Gera was the same. Uh, like, all of those guys, they looked after their own. So they wanted to win, but they were genuine and they looked after their own and they made you feel... But I,
2: I think that that's cycling now, isn't it, though? Like, I mean, mm. essentially, leaders are good guys. I, it's been yeah. a long time since you've worked for an absolute arsehole. I mean, you hear the stories of, like people scream at their riders and you hear the old Chippo stories and, you know, pouring bottles over people's heads and the hazing and all this shit. I, I feel like maybe in the eighties, but it's done. I just feel like there's no room for assholes
0: anymore. Is there? No, nah. I but guess that's Lance the- scared people. <laughs> 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 um, But no, I, I think yeah, in Greenwich was just, it was a real collective thing. Like everyone just understood and but also like the team they built the team around so people who were helping somebody get a result, regardless of whether they were capable of getting that result themselves or not. They they felt comfortable to do that because you did that, you had a job. You know, like you were never you were never questioned. It wasn't like, oh, we need you, Damo, to win three races a year or you get to get fired. They said, No, you fucking did an awesome job. What we asked you to do. Here's a job. Mm
2: that's where i think you see successful teams or at least really good environments is when they they really recognize the domestics so the domestics are g'd up to do their job and then they're like right i'm all in for this guy because they know it's like it's like a safety thing they go if i do a good job doesn't matter how many races i win or results Mm. or whatever if i just do my job really well and it's recognized it builds such a better team environment whereas if you've got a team where they're like right we just need five guys in the top ten to get points. And this is one of those things that we keep going back to the points system that's so crooked. You end up just with this hostile, like, everybody trying to get a result. You kind of teammates, the arrivals, and it just becomes this this mismatch of, like,
1: I heard, hostility I heard and the, agendas. I heard the points system is scarred teams now, like, moving forward, how they structure their season and stuff, where they go, there's no race now that they go, ah, oh, yeah, we'll just send some guys there and fucking whatever well, doesn't, it. Exist. doesn't exist it's like every race mm. is points yeah. and no one wants to be at the end of three years in a position where they go fuck
0: we're scrambling chasing now again. chasing yeah. and like yeah it has i think it's just yeah it's just a system that's made people go "Oh, that's that it's on the whole time but until the system is reformed which maybe it will be then yeah i'm sure they announced it next week
2: yeah, they're going to announce next week the reforms. Do you know? Do what I want to any. say
0: about uh, domestiques? Though, do you know what's funny about domestiques? Just talking about how, like, okay, in Edge, you know, you did your job well; it was seen. You know, if you bought into the to the collective agreement and um and you was and you did that, what was asked of you, like Damo again, using him as an example of that stage in the Vuelta, you had job security. But the funny thing with domestiques is, like, if you're good at your job. With the exception of the teams like Ineos, Jumbo, where the domestiques are seen by every team and they're seen on TV because you're always on the front or you're always setting up a leader to win the race or something. If you're a domestique in a team of somebody who's finishing fifth in the Giro or fifth in the Tour, you're not. You're, you're only really seen in your team and you have that yeah. security in your team. But if for whatever reason that, that team stops or that team doesn't give you a contract for some reason, it's very, very hard to go somewhere else. Because you're only yeah. seen you're only seen within your own environment and you might be you might be highly respected and loved and, and everything in your team. But if for whatever reason that team doesn't exist anymore, it's fucking hard to go somewhere else because you're not seen no one else sees that. But, but is it the, like is it like when to.
1: you apply for another job at another business in everyday life where you can have references? Like if, in your yeah. case, if you want to keep riding, like you list Happy, Durbo, yeah. and then the team <laughs> rings them and they go, Yeah, no, nah, he's a fucking good rider.
0: I would no, say you off couldn't record. list like the team, no. Nah. But I would say off the record references happen in cycling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, well, people ask me all the time, "What do you think about this yeah. guy?"
2: Yeah.
1: And how go, oh, is your first reaction? Nice personality position. first, or rider first? Like if he's a dickhead, but a good rider? Go it's always personality. I
2: would always. Well, they say... don't ring you to ask if he's a good rider, do they? They ring you to ask if he's a nice bloke. Mm.
1: What's the cutoff then? What's the bar that you go? I'll let that slide, but this
0: nah he's put into the end category. Well if someone says to me, Oh, hey Sam, what do you uh, what do you think about George Bennett? And I responded, Yeah, he's a good rider. They'll be like, oh, he's Ooh, obviously a yeah. shit like Let's yeah. not take him. It, you know. That's actually how you do it. Like,
2: oh on the bike, great. Yeah, man, he's great on the bike. Yeah, talented. And yet, if you talented. make that distinction, if you decide to make the distinction by going,
0: Yeah, he's great on the bike. The or, worst, or the worst the- is when you go like <laughs> Oh, I don't really know him well enough to comment.
2: <laughs> yeah. I like oh, the worst sometimes. Would be... <laughs> I just say, oh, I'm the wrong guy to ask. Yeah, I just say, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. just not the right guy to ask about this one.
1: But the worst would be is if you teed off to a sports director and said, oh, don't pick him. He's a fucking unit. And then the next year you see he signed with the team. Oh, that's yeah. happened. That's happened twice <laughs> in my career. That's...
0: That's like when, you, when your best mate breaks up with his girlfriend that you hated and you're like, oh, oh thank God. She was a, she was not good for you, mate. She's a fucking clown. And then like six weeks later, oh, we're back together. I'm <laughs> a shocker at that though because I always choose.
2: I My counsel is always, oh, mate, if you're having trouble now, just shut it down, eh? Like I'm always giving it the shutdown and other people are like believe in love. And oh, you make it work. I've always just gone, nah, just. Yeah. It's not working now, man. Save yourself. Yeah so save yourself a lifetime of misery. Just shut it down now, eh? <laughs> and inevitably they get back together. And I'm just going. <laughs> I mean, nothing personal. I was just trying to help you out. But
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, on a flip side, Bill was talking about absolute legends. Uh, you sent through
0: a clip of this great man.
1: Lewis. Take us through. Hollywood. Well, oh, well. Our
0: non-sponsored writer. He's he's done an amazing job for the social distance podcast. Because listen to this. Well, there might be a podcast or two made about that performance. They are his sponsors after all. Socially distanced of course. Oh, we, I, I love Rob Hatch. He listens to the show. He always he often gives us plugs on Eurosport and G C N and the beauty about that plug is that Ollie did all the work. You know? Yeah. And and Rob said we're his sponsors. Mate, Ollie's just put his put our logo on his chest out of the goodness of his heart. That's why he's put it on his chest next to his heart because it's the goodness of his heart. And yeah, I just still he... feel like this is off brand for us. I just feel like if
2: he really wanted to represent us, he needs to be flapping around the back, crashing, <laughs> taking other people out with him. Yeah. I just feel like he's, you know, it's, it's just, just a little bit not our kind of, you know, it's not I think... what I signed up for. When you said, nah. do you to, do you, when they said, how do you feel like we could maybe, Ollie's saying we could maybe put the logo on his shirt. He hasn't trained in a month. Um, I was like, oh, that sounds like something we could be interested in. Yeah, what under- I know? Natural talent, ripping it,
0: and like, and as we do, over-promise, under-deliver. He's sort of underpromised and overdelivered, and he's oh, yeah. he's he's won a couple of couple of races now, the, and so he's sitting fifth overall, going to the final weekend, which is two nights in London. How is he That's not winning? Because he's won two. Oh, because because there's points the whole way down. So I guess someone you know, collective points. Um, someone had a group which, up the road and stopped for, which is good. We I don't
1: know. want him winning, George. We want him no. sort of hanging off the back a bit.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm just
2: curious how you win two and end up at the arse.
0: But he, he's really taken, with, that, with, with Rob Hatch, obviously, giving the boys a shout-out, which we love from Rob every time he does it. Um, Ollie's taken the marketing and promotion of the show into his own hands, and we respect that. I think we need to do something for him because he is our non-sponsored rider. Like I say, he's just done it out of the goodness of his heart. So well, maybe we have to yeah. know, buy him a round of golf he loves. It's golf.
1: George will send him a signed jersey. <laughs> Leg of years
2: sign. Ollie, <laughs> he can send me a signed jersey. Yeah, uh, I just saw so... on that clip you played. It showed his power and his heart rate.
0: It was yeah, you know, he was over two hundred beats a minute. Like that we should mind, um, I should yeah. quickly correct the fact that I said the opening weekend's coming up this weekend, so it's all to play for. But by the time you hear the show, it would have already been done. We're pre-recording this. So, oh yeah, yeah. We'll oh, see. And you'll
1: also know if Australia beat. Argentina, too, mm. so everyone'd be like, geez, Josie was up and about, they got done seven <laughs> nil.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, true, yeah. For the I other big, oh, uh, well, the other big news is uh, the Doco series bills comes out Wednesday in Australia on 10 play and then Paramount Plus. It's been a bloody nine month project, but back in the sports Doco field. Have you seen the trailer, George? No, I haven't. So the best thing I reckon. Oh, I'll just play it. I'll just play it. You- Fuck!
0: Can I summarise this in fifteen seconds? This journey we've had every obstacle thrown at us, and the wheels have just fallen off. I think we needed to make a clean break. As so I knew our head coach was. He yeah!
1: Australia have
0: done it! As a coach, you can only control your environment, and my environment is mainly the players.
1: Get your heads up! We play like that again, we'll fucking beat any team.
0: Some moments in the season. Uh, they didn't really go how we wanted. If I keep playing like this, I could be out of the team.
1: Unless you've been in dark places or struggling, it's difficult for us to judge. I'd be in tears basically, you know, a couple of times a, a week. Western United dropped two more points. And how vital could that be? At the moment it's $5.4 million loss. And you think that's a big number? It
2: is. <laughs> Weston United. No, oh, that's horrible. This is where we thrive. Backs up against the wall. Oh, shut your mouth. And the follow-up, Luscica.
1: Is that false to Priyavich. So
0: deadly. Oh, now. We can be the underdog. I don't give a shit. But we're not going to lay down to anyone.
1: Pressure's on them.
0: West has arrived.
1: To be unified throughout a whole season, it's nearly impossible. That
0: is extraordinary.
1: That's why only one team can win. George
0: Spriannich, it off for Wales!
1: What do you reckon, Bennett?
2: Four. Chills, mate. My favourite part of that was the Australian guy going. Western United? Nah, that's, that's
0: bullshit, eh? Hey? Oh, yeah. No, that... go, currently, it's a $5.4 million loss. Have you seen that it's a big number? It is. Yes. <laughs>
2: I love it when people try and throw like, pressures on them. Have you seen that thing? It's like, they're nervous. We're calm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All <laughs> oh, blacks.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it was, a, it was a cracker, mate. Because like throughout <clears throat> the whole filming of it, I come like, on you know, they'd already shot 50 days of filming and the director they had, he got the boot or he left. And then I came in there on top of the ladder and I'm like, Jesus, like, what's happened here? And, oh, mate, it was just
2: full on. And, yeah. Did you have to go and watch all this footage to try and work out like Yeah,
1: so we're trying to catch up or get a snapshot of what they'd shot whilst the season was still rolling along and then had to reset it. And it's like cycling, you know, when you guys are on the bus or for football players in their change rooms, that's like their sacred area. And they used to have like guys with big boom poles and audio stuff and, um, you know, camera crew leaving their gear lying around. And then we had to just come in and go, fucking hell, see, Buley's on board. We had to go, mate, we're going to change how you're doing all of this and sort of win the trust of the team. And then we got it just before the finals, but mate, so no one. thought. to up to the it. camera crew a bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just so, so that they, they weren't like, standoffish so basically most of your content came from when like you wouldn't you didn't film anything you were just in there going right we need this guy to do this no i I started filming
1: thing. as well yeah i started oh. filming sort of with you know 30 shoots to go so got back on the tools hadn't been on the tools in bloody five years
2: but were I'm you also that like, like come um... out
0: because i'm i've always been a diehard hard western united fan but no one ever else supported them so yeah glad you made a
2: did you like so, try and like talk to the guys? Were you the guy that's like, all right, mate, how do you like will you be the guy that would get them to open up or is there someone asking them questions or Yeah, so or-
1: so the way you do it is you just shoot it raw, like and then at the end of it when you work out the questions you want to ask, you get them in a the studio and then frame up the questions that'll fit the scenes that you want. But a lot Go of the, the time Phoenix. you have to say, Yeah, Go take this at the moment. That's it. Go to the next <laughs> Wellington Phoenix, fuck off! But it's not going to be available. If anyone is outside of Australia, it's going to be available in Australia first, and then we'll get it international. So we'll keep you posted. But yeah, it's just good to be back in the mix. And it was it was harder than bloody all for one the doco idea because it's six 48 minute episodes, so it was like Whoa. three times the amount of work
2: that we did with the doco. But
1: yeah, we got there in the end. So, how are you dealing yeah. with the
2: um, so? publicity ready for that you couldn't make this show earlier because you were doing a big tv stunt, or were you what were you doing you're on the project tv he was watching tv oh, i was watching tv you a big tv stint in front of in front of no, the... I was
1: sat in front of the tv and watched
2: <laughs> oh, i thought you're like show. oh i gotta go on tv or i got to go on the project no, and i had to
1: watch the the guy the coach Aloisi. he's like an australian football legend he was on the project yeah. and he pumped up the series at the end so i was like man i'm not starting this show without watching that but it was the first segment so i was sweet Hmm. But we'll keep be. we'll keep you posted. And As soon as it's ready international, we'll let you know.
0: Yeah, All right. it's gonna be a cracker. Um, I had a little little incident to finish the show last night, so I'm heading off to training camps. Well, Hannah and I both go to respective training camps today. I oh, see so you're
1: still with Hannah after last week. Last oh yeah,
0: week. yeah. That's uh, a good point. Thanks for the five star five star ratings and the reviews we got after our plea for help. Yeah. um and one of them was a concerned listener making sure that hannah and i were still together we are going strong like always Sweet. um but <laughs> i so we're heading off for a couple of 10 days or something so we went out for dinner last night and we were meeting some friends and we were kind i was kind of it was my fault and it was a bit late i was like shit so a bit flustered and we had like five rubbish bags we're taking the cycling out and stuff And close the door, walk to the restaurant, and like just as I walked into the restaurant, I was like, I don't have a key. And this is like eight forty five at night. And Hannah's like, Fuck, I haven't got a key either. I was like, Oh and I just like kinda just for like five minutes, I was just like I was just pissed off, you know. Like it was it was both of our fault, like it was shared accountability. But I was like, This is annoying now. Like you both left
2: your house without a key. Yeah. So i do that chances? only when
0: i know caitlin's with me
2: so I've, I've only ever done it like three times and every time it's been when caitlin's been at home because i'm like more relaxed so i don't even you know what i mean like but otherwise mm. i do the whole like got the key because i know what a ball like this is going to be if i don't have it so but hannah you, even me door? like
0: before i close the door hannah goes sits me she goes oh i've got nothing i've only got my wallet but i assumed well then it's your fault and your key you know, like I've got nothing. What but, else like, is you she can, gonna you, have? You take Beach your board. key. Like if you leave your house, you go like, oh, I've got nothing, but you have your key. I think that's it's your I fault, Bill. But she was, she was. I like, think she being, told
1: you she didn't have the key. Yeah, did. that's yeah, her telling did. you. Yeah. yeah, that's going.
2: I've right. got my wallet. I have got nothing no, else. As yeah, in, none of this shared
1: accountability
0: bullshit. It's on you, bro. Yeah, she told you. All right, I messed up. Oh, yeah. So what did you do? But I, but I fixed it. How? You know, no point. So, I went to the restaurant and I just called a locksmith at the restaurant and just organized. And they said, I just said, We're at a restaurant five minutes from home. Just call me when you're there and I'll sprint over. So, then, like just before the steak came, he called me and I sprinted home and he let me in and cost me 115 euros. And I went back to dinner. That's good. That's good wicket for a locksmith that just picks yeah. a
1: lock and then just goes, 150. It was funny when I what? called him.
0: He's like, He was like, Oh, it's a little bit more because it's after hours. So the prices, hang on, let me just have a look. I'll let you know what the price is. I was like, mate, it doesn't matter what the price is. It's just, yeah. I've got to get it. You could name any number right now. <laughs> yeah. I've got to go. Oh, sorry, again, I, I just whatever. Like, it's cheaper than a hotel room. And even, yeah. and I'll pay for a hotel room and then I still got to get locked on the next day. So like, yeah. Sure, yeah. I'll just pay you, mate.
2: I once did it once where I left the key on the. So I, when I was paranoid, I'd sleep, I'd lock the door from the inside. And then with a separate set of keys, I'd left. I went to come back in and I couldn't even get the key in the, the door. And I was like, fuck, so I called a locksmith. And he arrived and he goes, oh, I need you to turn around. I was like, why? So you just have to turn around. Well, that was a bit weird. So I turned around and went straight away, open. Mm. went, fuck, what did he do? You know, so he's yeah, obviously yeah. got something that's like, either it's like, I don't want to show you this because you're going to go break into everybody's houses or you're going to realize that, what I've just done and charged you €150 Euros for is not worth €150. Euros.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd like Smart. to know what they do, just because... Did he make I you mean, turn around last night? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: It must be like the magic trick of the locksmiths. They don't want to disclose what it is, because next time you get locked out, you'll be able to do it, and you don't need to pay him 115 I think that's more the the point.
2: Yeah, if we've got any locksmiths out there, what are we... Yeah, um, tell us. And Before anybody
0: sees, like, he just put like a a hard card credit card in and push the i can open them yeah yeah you can do that on a lot of doors but these old apartment european apartment doors it's not that simple it's not a straight in it's like yeah it's all sorts
2: they might just have a little they might just have a little crook because in Andorra, i I just opened my door my old Andorra house with a Mm. with a credit card which is actually your Andorra house so Mm. i've
0: done it so I had the keys on the, <laughs> I did the same, I had the keys on the inside and I couldn't get on up the inside. The I was like, fuck. <laughs> it's so shit, eh? Yeah. Credit card. Uh,
1: yeah. uh, before we go, Bills, I noticed you've got the service course jumper because you're trying to get the branding in. There's been a few times you've pulled away from the oh. mic and then you've done these ones just to sneakily nah. get the...
0: It's, it's not purpose marketing. It's not. I, I literally just put this jersey on because it's quite comfortable around the home in the winter jersey and I've just got I'm just stretching I've been stretching well Spare I thought
1: they've just launched one in UAE haven't they yeah,
0: yeah Wolfies yeah, yeah. I was just there yeah. let's great, not make the show about. Let's, let's not plug too many things in this show yeah right. we've already plugged Ollie we've already plugged Pla- doco. Plug
1: the doco service course <laughs> and any locksmith that gives us the secret on how to get into like a lock we'll plug your business next week next yeah, day yeah
0: Alright, that's enough. All right, Four's good. All right, yeah. good show. Okay. All that right, good. thanks for listening, everyone. We'll, uh, we we're going to have a team meeting for the listeners out there um, about what we do for the summer break. Whether we <clears throat> we have a, a Christmas breather for a few weeks, or yeah, I reckon, we eh? we uh, we're going to have a meeting, but we'll let you all all know. Um, and you're putting not pressure on Christmas, Merry Christmas, merch merch discount or something, aren't you? Yeah, I'm working on I'm working on discount for the merch. For both hats, my hat, James's hat, and the t-shirt, so hopefully we'll have that we'll have that sorted just after Christmas, so you can get it for next Christmas. Um, maybe Boxing Day sale on the merch. Run out sale. You're such a consumer. You, did you uh, you didn't shut down the
2: shop on Black Friday? <laughs> oh. No, no, sure, Shut planet, eh?
1: <laughs> keep leaving the reviews as well. We really appreciate
2: it. Yeah. Uh, so guys.